So what is up, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty Man Podcast. We're going to be talking about Week 14 must-add waiver wire pickups. So first, before we get started, just to let you know, we're, this is the layout of the show. Going to be all players are going to be under 55% roster. We'll talk about our top tight end and QBs, and then we'll go into our top five waiver wire ads at the running back wide receiver position, as well as our strikeout ads, which will be at the end. Just basically, you wake up in the morning, you miss on your guys, just some extra names to keep in mind in the morning. You can probably just add them for free. So what's up, Ryan? How you doing, man? Doing well, man. We're, uh, ready to talk some waivers. Looking good in a lot of my leagues, trying to kind of shore up for playoffs in most of my leagues. Um, so it's good. It looks like I'm making, in all my redrafts, I'm making the playoffs. It looks like um, I have a couple of dynasties that I'm rebuilding. Um but other than that, looking good. All right. So moving into our – these are pretty much super flex ads, right? So Tyler Huntley, I think, is my favorite QB streamer if you have to stream. So these percentages will be even lower in one QB leagues. But in super flex leagues, only 3% rostered. Mike White, only 8% rostered. Sam Darnold at 6% rostered coming off a of buy. So Tyler Huntley, though, I think my number one streaming option – uh, heading into this week, has got Pittsburgh Steelers, so great matchup. Mike White, a little bit tougher, has Buffalo. So I think my favorite one here is Huntley, especially, you know, he has the rushing upside. He had some good games last season when he got the opportunity and got the call up. So I definitely like Tyler Huntley. What do you think about these three right here, Rye? I mean, uh, yeah, for Superflex or two QB leagues, if you're in a pinch, you need a second quarterback. Maybe you are the Lamar owner or even the Jimmy G owner. Um, he's out. Um and so if you're in a two QB league and you were riding those guys as your first or second options, these are not bad pivots. Um, I think I agree with you. I, I would probably prefer Huntley or or Mike White, um, less Darnold. But, you know, at least Darnold, you know, he's going to be in there if you need some points. Um, so, yeah, not not terrible options. All right. So heading into our tight end ad, we have Greg Dulcich again. We always talk about him, it seems like every other show. But right now he's tight end one on the week. So he had eight targets. He had uh, 14 fantasy points. So he went six catches for 85 yards. So definitely a solid night for Greg Dulcich. And then they take on Kansas City and then Arizona and the Rams. So he's got a pretty favorable schedule coming up as well as they had no Corland Sutton. So we'll see going forward. But I think I like Greg Dulcich out of what's remaining here out of the tight ends. It's just been horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, this season as well as, you know, other seasons. But Greg Dosich, I like based on what's left out there. Yeah, for sure, man. And uh, I should have uh, should have picked him up before the game. I uh, I lost um, I lost Pitts or Goddard, I can't remember. And so I've been streaming. And I heard this revenge narrative for Tyler Conklin against the Vikings. And so I went with Tyler Conklin, didn't do very much. And so, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be picking up Greg Dulcich if he's available on my waiver wire in a couple leagues where I'm basically, you know, streaming tight end at this point, hoping that Goddard comes back here within the next couple of weeks. Yep, definitely, man. So looking into it, our honorable mentions. Now we have Cam Akers. Typically, we like to be a little bit lower on our roster percentage, but Cam Akers definitely a good add if you need a running back to start this week. Uh, he had a pretty much a bulk of the carries. I think it was like 17 carries or so. Had two rushing touchdowns. Played over 70% of the snaps. So good to see if you're a Cam Akers owner and you either pick him up off the waiver because you probably more than likely dropped him, right? 
And then you have Jordan Mason, who's looking like he might be the handcuff to uh, CMC. I was thinking it was going to be TDP. TDP still fresh back off of injury, but Jordan Mason's the only one that got some carries. I think he had eight carries there in that backfield. And then DJ Chark had himself a solid night. He's been injured for quite a while. He's had two decent games back-to-back. So just someone to kind of keep in mind. It looks like they're easing Jameson Williams in pretty slow. I was a little bit worried about DJ Chark with Jameson Williams back, but seems like they're going to take their time with Jameson Williams. So you might have another week or two of DJ Chark. Yeah, I mean, I, I like uh, Cam Akers, man. I mean, because I, I started uh, Kyron Williams in a couple of DFSs because I thought it would be, all right, it's Kyron Williams' t- time to kind of shine. And that didn't happen at all. I mean, I think he had one or – I think he had two carries. I mean, it was abysmal. It was all basically Cam Akers on the ground. And so, uh, you know, if that continues, I mean, even if Cam Akers is a little bit limited, right, he's still going to put up decent numbers or flex numbers at at worst, I would think, if he's getting the bulk of the carry. So we'll see if that continues moving forward. Um I would assume at some point they want to see what they have in Kyron Williams. I thought that's kind of what we what the where we were headed, but it didn't happen this past week. So we'll see moving forward. Yeah. All right guys. So our number five waiver ad is Corey Davis. Um you know He's he. I think he's basically the number two target now with Mike White. I mean, it looks like um, Elijah Moore uh, had less snap percentage. He had less targets. Um, he just really hasn't clicked with really any of the QBs there, uh, at least this year, for whatever reason. Um, he just hasn't really developed. It's somebody that we really liked in Elijah Moore, but it just hasn't happened either with Mike White or Zach Wilson, even with Joe Flacco. I mean, he's had a couple of flashes. I think he had a touchdown a couple of weeks ago, but it was literally on two targets or something like that. Um, so Corey Davis, man, I mean, he's definitely a, a flex play um, or in deeper leagues if you need a receiver, right? Um, in a league where you start um, a lot of different positions, right? Um, he's definitely somebody that we can start. I mean, he's wide receiver 26 on the week. Um, we know that in these games against Buffalo, I think is this week, they're probably going to be behind. They're probably going to be throwing. Mike White, I believe, had over 50 or 60 passes. I don't remember the exact number. So that's good for receivers. I mean, we saw what Garrett Wilson did. So, I mean, if Corey Davis can can get these targets, I mean, he can put up some numbers, hopefully, for fantasy. What do you think, Kay? Yeah, he definitely had some good games, too, early on, right? I remember him. He was a popular name early on. Uh, he kind of had a better start to the season than Elijah Moore did, right? So, and then now, you know, that was with the offense with Flacco. Now, I mean, with Mike White, it's looked okay. I mean, he threw for over 300 yards back-to-back games. So we'll see. I like the opportunity for Corey Davis. I like that he's kind of just been plugged in there, and he's already taking a lot more snaps than uh, Elijah Moore. So definitely like Corey Davis as a little flyer, right? Maybe a flex if you're in a, a pinch. There's still a few teams coming up and by next week. So definitely Corey Davis. Might be a good ad against Buffalo. So going into our number four, I had I have Tony Jones and DJ Dallas. So DJ Dallas would be the preferred pickup. He he led them in snaps. He had forty eight percent of snaps to Tony Jones, about a thirty one percent, I believe. But he had ten carries. DJ Dallas did one target. Didn't do that much. Only thirty seven yards. But they were throwing the ball really well, right? It was pretty much uh, the receivers did well, and you still had the Geno Smith show going on there. So, you know, just stepping up in there, he has 10 carries, 37 yards, gets a target. Tony Jones, though, was respectable, too. He had seven uh, carries, 
as well as four targets. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how the split comes. And there also is one more name here in this backfield that you have to monitor that we'll go into later with our strikeout ads that was out this week. So what do you think about this backfield, Ryan, Seattle? Well, I mean, I think that I think somebody is going to be uh, startable for fantasy. I mean, I, I'm kind of leaning towards DJ Dallas at this point. We've already uh, heard that Kenneth Walker is, has been ruled out. He's not going to play this week. Um, so I they think that that's that? big. Yes. Uh, okay. I heard it on the radio. I didn't see it like on a on a tweet or anything, but I heard it on the radio that he's already been ruled out. Um so I'm pretty sure he's out this week. And so if that's the case, then one of these guys is going to be, you know, the starter and going to get a bulk of the work. All right, guys. So our number three ad, right? Um, I think it's somebody that we still have to talk about just because he's not really rostered a lot is Alexander Madison. So Alexander Madison, 44% rostered. I mean, uh, I started him actually in one league this week. He gave me like 11, 12 points. He had like two carries or three carries, uh, two targets. So he's not really somebody that you want to play, right? That was in a dynasty league. I literally have like no running backs other than uh, right now that are healthy other than in that league, other than that guy right there. What's his name? Najee Harris. So I had to start Madison, right? I like to at least set a legal lineup. And I'm not really trying to win. I'm tanking in that league. And he put up like 11, 12 points, and I won this week. But uh, but he's just a valuable handcuff, right? He's somebody that has to be rostered. I mean, with the with the way the season has gone, I mean, every week injuries are happening, right? We saw Jimmy G go down. We saw Lamar go down. Yeah, they're quarterbacks. But we saw Kenneth Walker go down. Um, you know, obviously we've lost Breeze Hall. We've had some some big injuries, right? ETNs miss sometimes, Swift. I mean, the list goes on. And so um, at any point, Dalvin Cook can go down. If that happens, Alexander Madison is the league winner if he's on your bench. He's an instant start. He's an instant top 10 running back, probably even top five, depending on the matchup, because he's so versatile. that he, They can plug him in and do the exact same things, running and passing, um, pass catching. So he's just somebody that needs to be rostered, right? So what do you think, Kay? Yeah, definitely, man. I definitely prefer, like, right now, these are the guys that you want to roster, like, over, like, the Zay Jones and some of these guys that pretty much aren't going to sniff your lineup. Like, if you're set at receiver, I'm just trying to load up on these RBs that have some either league-winning potential or just potential to just be uh, big helps to my fantasy championship team, right, If in those playoffs, right? Because you have injuries go – you have people go down weeks 15, 16, and also you might just have a handcuff of another team, right, if you have somebody else that they're – their running back goes down like the Dalvin Cook owner, and you got Madison right there. I mean, that's pretty much a guaranteed win for you, right? So going into our waiver wire pickup number two, we have Zonovan Knight. So he's a little bit higher. He's above 50%. He's at 54% rostered on sleeper leagues. But I think Zonovan Knight, if Michael Carter is out again, this dude's a must-add, right? He was in our strikeout ads last week just as a wait and see to see what happens with Michael Carter. But this guy goes out. He got 20 opportunities, man, 15 carries. And five targets. So it's definitely his backfield right now. James Robinson was active also. That was another thing that I was kind of leery on. I was like, well, if James Robinson's back, I want to see if James Robinson comes in and gets a bulk of the work. But it was definitely the Zonovan Knight show. He had uh, 15 for 90 yards on the ground, so six yards per carry. So definitely a solid night for Zonovan Knight. I like the way he looked. It sounds like the coaching staff likes him as well. They gave him. They said they didn't give him an opportunity out there, and they did. So. Definitely like Zonovan Knight, and it was a it was a good game too. They you know there was a, it was a competitive game against the Vikings, so definitely like Zonovan Knight here. 
as an ad for week 14. Yeah, I agree, man. I think the other thing is that, you know, with this, with Mike White, the offense is, you know, it's 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 dangerous, you know. I know they didn't Mike White didn't throw for any touchdowns, but the offense just looks good with Mike White. I mean, we sat and we watched that game most of it together, right? As Vikings fans, and man, they moved the ball really well on the Vikings. They, I mean, he threw for over three hundred yards. Um, they had opportunities. The Vikings just really played well on third down and some made some big plays down the stretch, right? But yeah, man, Zonovan Knight, if he's going to get these t- this type of volume. You know, it's going to be somebody that we can start every week um, as our RB2 or our flex. So definitely liking it for Zonovan Knight. Yep. All right, guys. So our number one ad, somebody that we really loved coming into the season who just really hasn't done too much. He's had uh, definitely some moments, um, was in the doghouse for a while. He was dropped in a lot of leagues. He was drafted in a lot of leagues, but he was dropped. And now he is only 31% rostered, and that is James Cook. So James took, you know, he led the team this week in carries. I think he had one or two more carries in Singletary. And quite frankly, he just looked better. Um, He had 14 carries, 64 yards, also had six targets um, for six catches and 41 yards, which is huge for us in PPR. Um, He's RB12 on the week and also did that with only 43% of the snaps. So, I think basically he is earning himself some more snaps. I think that his snap percentage is going to have to go up in the next couple of weeks as the coaching staff clearly sees that he is an upgrade from Devin Singletary. So it's definitely somebody that I think we need to be adding um, for the next coming weeks and into our playoffs. What do you think, Mr. Caleb? Yeah, I mean, Devin Singletary has been decent, but obviously he's not he's not the, the talent that James Cook is, right? So I think James Cook just brings another little di- uh, level or dimension to that backfield just with the upside plays. Even that, even early on in the season when he barely played, he remember he broke off like a big run for a touchdown and then he went back, he fumbled and got in the doghouse for a while. So I definitely like James Cook and the upside that he brings. And he's definitely has league winning potential. If he were to earn a bigger role, especially in that Buffalo offense, I mean, if he can get over 50% of the snaps or if he's getting 15-plus opportunities uh, in that Buffalo backfield, I definitely like James Cook. And at only 31% on, I'm definitely going to try to take some shots if I have some fab. A couple of couple of leagues, I just blew all my fab ready. But wherever I have fab, man, I'm definitely going to be betting on James Cook. So moving into our last portion, and if you're liking the video, be sure to like and subscribe. And getting into our strikeout ads now, we have a lot of names for you, right? I'm going to give you some names. You tell me who you like. So Keontae Ingram, obviously, we're talking about just the upside in these backfields where, you know, you have the clear handcuff. It seems to be Keontae Ingram. There's really nobody there, right? And then you have James Conner. He's been known to be injury prone in the past. So Keontae Ingram, a good little stash. If you wake up, you miss out on your guys. You get outbid. Travis Homer, another guy. He might come back. We'll see. Week 14 status still in the air. So if Travis Homer is back in the backfield, I mean, you never know. They do like him in the passing game. So he might be a good back to own there in Seattle. Melvin Gordon still only 43% rostered. I don't know. I still have a little bit of hope. I mean, Pacheco, though, looked good this week. He had a good week for Pacheco. And, you know, McKinnon gets a TD. But I think Melvin Gordon could get worked in there. We'll see. He's uh, We'll see if he gets called up for week 14 or not. And then right here, OBJ. 
I just got a message right now that he's possibly may be signing with Dallas. So we'll see. He was at the Dallas Mavericks game also. So he's definitely hanging out there in Dallas right now. He's still out there in 50 over 50% leagues as well as Baker Mayfield. This would be just for super flex leagues. You wake up, you missed out on Tyler Huntley, Mike White, Sam Donald, somebody right like that. Baker Mayfield been waived, but now it's been rumored that he may be fa- uh, find a home in San Francisco. They just lost Jimmy G. So it does make sense, right? I know uh, Purdy looked good for a little bit, but you have a talent, right? Like Baker Mayfield out there. I know he struggled big time, you know, in Carolina as well as Cleveland for a little bit. But I think that 49ers would just be a good fit for, for Baker, man. I mean, as far as just the weapons that they have, I mean, I think that it would be a good fit for him. I know, like I said, he struggled, but they're trying to make a push and they might they might put their chips in with Baker Mayfield. I think they got to pay a little bit over a million bucks for him, but we'll see what happens. But I think that I don't think they're going to go with Brock Purdy. I think if they see Baker out there, they might put in a claim and pick up Baker Mayfield. What do you think, right about these ads? Um, I I agree with you on Baker. I mean, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be playing him, but. I mean, this has got to be like the end of the line. If he goes to San Fran, which is probably what's going to happen, and he can't do anything, if he struggles like the way he struggled in Carolina with San Fran, I mean, this has got to be the end for him, man. I mean, they're loaded with talent. And he's got McCaffrey again, uh, an awesome tight end, right? One of the top tight ends in the league, awesome receivers. And then not to mention Shanahan, man. That guy is one of the best play callers, one of the smartest coaches, at least offensively in the league, gets um, these trick plays or these plays that just uh, always seem to work, um, puts his guys in the best positions to to succeed. And so maybe he can do that with Baker. Um, but like I said, if he can't, you know, if he stinks with the 49ers and this guy's done, man. Used to go do something else, you know. Um, but out of all these guys, I would say I think um, I think I got to go with Keontae Ingram still. Um, I think I might have mentioned this last week, but we saw Eno Benjamin, um, who who's not all that great, right? But if if James Conner goes down, like he missed a couple games early in the year, and Eno Benjamin, I think two out of the three games, if I'm not mistaken, he did disappoint us in one of those games. But two out of the three games, because I started him in every single one, he produced like top 12 fantasy. He was the RB1 for fantasy in two of those three weeks. Um, and so that could basically be Keontae Ingram with the way this offense is set up, with the pass-catching work and the volume he's going to get. Um I think it sets up nicely for him if a James Conner goes down. Um, and then the other one would be Melvin Gordon. Um, just as an ad, you know, I added him in a couple leagues that he was available. I had some room on my bench. Um, I'm hoping that it stays Pacheco because I have Pacheco in a couple dynasties that I'm literally riding as my RB2. Um, and so I'm hoping to sneak into the playoffs with Pacheco as my RB2. So if they do kind of go to Gordon, that would probably – really hurt me um, in that league but so but we'll see but yeah I think the guys like you said earlier in the show right now if you have if you have wide receivers or a second tight end that you're not going to play even a second quarterback in a one QB league I mean I, I mean I would drop those guys to try to get some valuable handcuffs get Madison get guys like Keontae Ingram you know these these uh, Zonovan Knight type guys that if they get a shot they can produce because that's what you want, right? You want an upside play uh, in your flex or as your RB2 spot. So these are good options uh, for those. 
Absolutely, man. So Zonovan Knight provided 16 fantasy points right off the waiver wire, man, from last week. So definitely these running backs, man, if they come in and they become the lead guy, they definitely can make something happen and give you guys, give you some solid production in your flex spot or wherever you need them, right? So definitely some names to keep an can eye on. I say out one on. more thing? Yeah, of course. I forgot. I want to say about OBJ. Look, I was the biggest, like, OBJ. Like, I hate OBJ, to be quite honest. Like, I did – because every time I seem to draft him, you know, he never did anything for me. So I'm not a big OBJ guy. Um, but um, I'm really hoping he does well with the Cowboys. Like, I don't know if I would want to pick him up necessarily just because we don't have a lot of time left, you know. Like, I think if we were midseason and he signs with the Cowboys, then I'd be like, yeah, this guy. But I just don't think he, there, there's enough time really, like, for him to get acclimated to the system, for him yeah. to – um, to prove that he's healthy, right, to pass all the, those things and then to actually get on the field and get significant snaps and then get, like, reps, right, because he has to get into yeah. game shape. And so, I mean, I really don't – I mean, we have one week left, right, and then we start playoffs. So, I mean, he's probably not somebody you're going to want to be starting in, you know, two weeks, three weeks. I mean, uh, for dynasties, things like that, like if he signs with the Cowboys, yeah, I, I like the fit for sure, right? So, yeah, and I like maybe it for the Cowboys' of- offense. Yeah, maybe more so somebody you don't want playing against you, I think. You know what I mean? Because the OBJ, we know yeah. he could just get like I, – I definitely wouldn't trust him in my lineup. But I, I don't know if like week 17 I would want him and like my opponent's flex in the Cowboys offense, right, if he's there. Or even Buffalo was another name. So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to play him. But I'm thinking maybe maybe someone maybe that you could keep away. I mean, but yeah, who knows, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. But He's got to sign first, and like you said, he's got to practice and be cleared. I heard, an, I read another report that he might not even be ready to play yet. So we'll see what goes on in the next coming days if he even signs. So thank you guys for tuning in. That's all we have for today. Make sure you like and subscribe if you haven't yet, and if you guys have not the video. And until then, guys, we'll see you guys next time. Good luck this week. Peace.